It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined once again by Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? Hello, Richard. How are you? I am good. Are you a little sick? How are you doing? I'm a little, a little uh, no, just a little scratch in my throat. I had a, uh, a long weekend in Nashville where I was raising my voice very much, so my voice is on its way back. Okay. Well, that's good to hear. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Get it. yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah, tell me about your weekend. Well, I'll tell you what happened. I'm going to tell you all about my weekend coming up. I went to Rhode Island Comic Con. These are some of my favorite episodes to do. We've been to a handful of Comic Cons. You meet a lot of great people, Ryan, and then we, we replay some of those interviews for the listener. We get a lot of positive feedback on these, and I feel like this will be uh, no exception. This was, this was tremendous. Yeah, it was a real good one. I think it was strong to quite strong. We'll let, we'll let the listener decide whether or not. I will say we did... We actually ran into a handful of listeners. Uh, a few of them were asking about you. They said, where's Ryan? I said, Ryan couldn't make it. But they're like, well, I'd like to meet Davey. I'm like, perhaps next time. But we had, we, next time. people ran yep. in. They saw me with the dork shirt. I think that was a dead giveaway. And so they said they wanted to say, what's up? But uh, should we get on to the next portion? I, I feel like it's going to be a packed episode, so we might as well keep things rolling here. All right, let's do it. All right, big news of the day, Ryan. We're recording this on a Wednesday night. The uh, earlier today, the Deadpool two—I'll call it a teaser—that came out. A little, uh, little painting action from Deadpool with like a little bit, like a few snippets from the upcoming movie. They had released a poster. I think it was late last week. It looked like a Thanksgiving dinner type of thing. Deadpool, Cable, all the characters from the Deadpool movie on both sides of the table. You also had a little Stan Lee framed picture in the background but what did you think of the teaser it was great and good for the people at uh, bob ross's estate for letting them use the music and the, the yeah. outfit and all that stuff i thought that was that was really funny and they came out like forgive the pun but guns blazing on the teaser i thought it was really funny really good really set the tone for the movie i think this is going to be so I, mean, I was actually really happy with that i'm pumped can't wait for deadpool 2 this was no surprise this was they did such a crazy job marketing the first one remember it was everywhere like you couldn't go oh yeah it was on every billboard it was at every bus stop it was on the commercials nonstop. twitter they did such a good job on twitter like ryan reynolds is a good follow but so is the deadpool account and so they're constantly updating stuff and it seems like with this uh it's gonna be more of the same for deadpool 2 which should be good and it's it is great, and like I said, I mean, if the if the teaser is anything, what the tone of the movie is going to be, then I'm um, I'm all in. We're cooking. Obviously. We're cooking now. Yeah. Black Panther released a bunch of character posters. What is what's with this craze, by the way? Like we we always retweet them, we and, and you know post them out there. They're cool. Some are fun to look at. Like the movie poster is one thing, but you notice a lot of these other movies, especially Star Wars and comic book movies. They throw like every frig like the top ten characters in the movie all get their own poster too. What are we, what are we supposed to do with these? I'm just trying to spread the wealth, Richard. I guess I was like, all right. I would, so I thought you looked pretty handsome though, there, T'Challa. You were you were yeah. really you know looking good. You had your your outfit on the, the helmet off though, so we could see your pretty face. I thought that was nice. Well, they got my good side, which was straight on. Yeah, straight on, absolutely. Is your good? I guess that's a side, if you will. Any, anything you want to give us on the movie? I know you guys are usually pretty tight-lipped as it relates to spoilers and that kind of thing. Anything you want to let us know here early on? We in Wakanda like to hold on to our secrets, Richard. Yeah. So nothing. Is Bucky going to be in the movie? I feel like Bucky's got to be in the movie. Bucky, Bucky is in Wakanda right now. Yeah. He's frozen. 
He's like fr- Ted, he's right next to Ted Williams. Ted Williams, yeah, just his head, right? They just cut his head off. Yes. Well, we we dropped it. That was our fault. You dropped Ted Williams' head. Yes. Oh no, you're gonna get you're gonna get a letter about that. I would imagine. What about Han Solo? Is he next to him as well? <laughs> Is the other famous <laughs> Frozen guy I can think of? <laughs> no, he escaped. Oh, he got he got out of there. That's that's yeah. good to know. Murder on the Orient Express is out, Ryan. It was the number three movie at the box office this past weekend behind Thor and Daddy's Home 2. I was intrigued to see this, and I don't always go based on Rotten Tomatoes scores, but it's got a 58%, and then audience score is 61%. So, And then with with Justice League coming out with Star Wars next month, this one is probably I'm going to miss it in the theater. I'm still somewhat intrigued. We got a few listeners that, that tweeted us and said, it's very average. Like, it's not good or bad. It's just, it's a movie. So, I think I'm out for now. Hey, I'm out for now. Have, have we seen the last of Johnny Depp as, like, the like a full-blown movie star? Does he need to, like, go the indie route now? Because I feel like no one's seeing his movies anymore. He was just in, like, a music video with Marilyn Manson recently where it's, like, very pornographic and like, it's just, like, a, a very aggressive over the top. Like, he's he's gone too far into, like, the I'm a weirdo type of thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think he's done. This is what has to happen. He needs to be out of the game for like six to nine years, and then he needs to pop up in a Quentin Tarantino movie, and that'll save his career. Or, or he'll just like Mel Gibson it, and then show up in like a good like family comedy, you know? Maybe he'll do. Yeah, he'll play. He'll play James Franco's dad in a future movie. Yeah, that'd and be then, good. And then there, there you have it. And Tip- then there's hijinks. Will will certainly ensue. There, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. I don't know if you saw Saturday Night Live last week, Ryan, but Tiffany Haddish was the host. She is the first black female stand-up comic to ever host SNL in the 43 years it has been on the air. And I watched – I didn't watch it live. I went back and watched uh, on YouTube, so I think I saw most of, this, of the skits. And it was pretty good. I th- she was really funny. I, I like her. Uh, people might know her from – she was in Keanu. She played High C in, in the movie Keanu. And she's been in a few other things, but I mean, her stand-up is her thing. I thought it was pretty good. I don't know if you saw any of it. No, I saw. I saw most of it. Her stand-up is actually really good. She had a. Uh, I just by chance caught she did a special on Showtime, and it was actually really funny. She's kind of like, and I know they're friends, so this is kind of a weird comparison, but she's kind of like a female Kevin Hart. Yeah, like she's very like you know like uh, that kind of like uh, kinetic stand-up comedy that like people like. You know the- what I mean? She's very. But she's very funny. She shows you like, the very... hey. Like, yeah. she, she did the, uh, there's a video game. I think I tweeted it out at Dork Podcast. There was, like, a video game segment on there, or um, skit, I guess, and it was really good. Like, you got to at least go back and watch that one. Okay, I will. Uh, Lord of the Rings prequel series coming to Amazon, and it might be multiple seasons. This seems like a shit idea. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, uh, I, I... I know Amazon is trying to do this big push with their with their streaming service and stuff, but I don't know. I, I, other than Sneaky Pete, like I haven't seen a show on Amazon that's any good. Yeah, I'm out on that. I mean, Amazon's nice if you want to, you know, go on there. Maybe you want to buy something at a, at a good value. You know, you go onto Amazon. They have they have really it's everything. It's a one stop shopping. I'm not there for my television. I'm not there for my movies. I'm not. No, thank you. No, thank you. And uh, uh, Lord of the Rings. I've spent enough time Lord of the Rings in my lifetime. Do you know how many hours I've watched Lord of the Rings? Like I'm good. I'm all. I'm all, we've all yeah, we've all been there. We're we're all like 15, 20 hours into into this thing, and even playing like Shadow of Mordor and stuff like that. Like done. we're I'm we done. It. I'm out on we Lord of the Rings. Yep. 
We got a couple of release dates, Ryan. I know you love release dates. Uh, Wonder Woman 2, they bumped it up a month. It was going to be out December of 2019. It is now November 1st of 2019. So they're going ahead with that. Yeah. Gotham by Gaslight, the animated movie, is going to be out February 6th, 2018. So just a and few I'm months away. I'm actually going to see that. That'll be good, I think. That's an Elseworld yeah. story. We talked about that before. That should be fun. How about a little comic book news, Ryan? I know Uncle, Uncle Buck sadly is not here, but here's a little comic, comic book, book news. Guy. The Doomsday Clock. I think we're all excited about this. Watchmen overlapping with all these established DC characters like Superman, Batman, The Flash. This is going to be this is going to be pretty sweet. Every month for the next year, they're going to be with one issue is going to come out. So it's a 12 issue, I think they're calling it a maxi series. That's a little pun on mini series, I believe. Unless it's a real thing that I've never heard of, but they're calling it a maxi series. So starting next week, uh, November 22nd, the Wednesday, Doomsday Clock issue number one will be released. And then there'll be another one in December and then all the way through next year. So this is one where it's going to be a great collected edition and it's probably going to be worth owning there. But I think I might keep up with this bad boy month to month. I think I might too. Instead of waiting until the end to buy it, I think I might actually go find a store yeah. and actually buy these like every month. Because I know I'll get spoiled too. Like I'll see I'll see it on Twitter, like what happened. Like, oh my god, I can't believe so and so killed so and so. And I'll be like, God damn. Yeah, yeah. So I might as well I might as well watch it. We'll, we can give you guys spoiler free reviews of that too, if, if that if if that interests you. I don't know if it does. Yeah, and if it's and if it's good once the maxi series is done, maybe we do our, our own episode on it. I like know? it. I I like that very much. Yep. How about Jason Momoa? You're going to see him as Aquaman coming up. He has been cast as the lead in the reboot for The Crow. I'm buying that. I'm buying that. You don't hate that? I don't hate that. He's a little big. He's a big crow. Yeah. He's a big dude. He is so a like big I, dude. And he's, he's got like that, yeah. He's going, is it going out with or is married to Denise from The Cosby Show? He's married to her. He's married to her. Now, she was with Lenny Kravitz for a long time. Yes. And don't you so think Lenny Kravitz is his stepdaughter? Right. And wouldn't you say, would Lenny Kravitz and Jason Momoa have like a similar vibe? Like, she clearly has like a, a, a taste. There's like that, like, bohemian, kind of crunchy, earthy, like, kind of like hippie kind of thing. But it's like a lot you know, of hair. He's an, he's an islander. So, you know, he, yeah. he, he can pull that off. Right. He's a Dothraki, I believe. Yes. Now, Ryan, this is a we got a huge weekend coming up. We have the Justice yeah. League movie and we have the Punisher Netflix series are both out. There's been reviews already from both. Uh, Justice League, mostly negative, but listen, we're not going to let that stand in the way. Uh, in the Punisher, I've actually read mixed on the Punisher. Uh, no spoilers, obviously, or anything here, but some people say it's it's the best one they've done. Others don't like it. My guess is. Depending on how much violence you can handle, right? Because this is going to be the yep. most violent of all the Netflix series. So if you're okay with that, if you're okay with guns on screen and things like that, you're probably going to love The Punisher. Yeah, and I've heard I've heard a bunch of things. Like the first the first thing that I've read in every review that I've read, every early review, is that Johnny Bernthal is like awesome. I, I bet I like him. And and they um, a lot of people said you know it's the first time The Punisher has been on screen where it's actually doing it justice. It's doing the source material justice. Nice. And the only thing that I've heard that was negative was that the first couple episodes kind of drag a little bit. That's classic so, Netflix, though. I mean, whether it's the yes, first it two or the middle two, like all these series that are 13 episodes should be 10. And so I, I'm not surprised. But we'll shock on that. We'll, we'll end up doing that in two weeks. So we'll give people plenty of time to, to watch that one. 
and as for Justice League, my my goal here is just for it to be better than Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad. I, I set a very low bar. It just needs to be better than those two. Yep. All right. Are you ready? I for, agree. Are you ready for your per- portion of the program? Yes, please. It's time for Davey's video game minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. All right, Ryan, what do you got? So the big, obviously the big news this weekend, uh, this week, actually, is that uh, there's a couple games coming out. First of all, uh, Skyrim is coming out both for the Nintendo Switch and VR. Uh, so uh, if you're on the fence about VR, I mean, this, this might be something that you look into because Skyrim is the type of game that you play in VR, you yes. know, I, th- yeah. I think. Um, yeah. And for the Switch, it's great. It's portable. You can take it with you. So all good things, right? Yep. So... The the other big news is that Star Wars Battlefront 2 is out. That's right. Now, check this out. So, there is already people are bitching about this game because what's all, you know, it's all flash and no substance and the, you know, it's like the typical last battlefield game. So, listen to this shit that EA pulled, all, all right. right? Yep, let's hear it. In order to unlock Darth Vader and a bunch of other of the other characters in the in the game, yeah. You would have had to have played this game for a minimum of 40 hours Come in multiplayer. On. So, well, people are pissed. So, like, you you know, you do, like, these hero fights. You know, like, remember the last one? Like, you would fight and you would, like, pick up a, a power-up and you would turn into Luke Skywalker. You'd turn, up to, yes. you'd turn into whatever, right? Yeah. So, um, there are certain games where, you like, you can't play them because you don't have the heroes unlocked. So, Ugh. there's that. So, people are out yeah. in an uproar because you either have to play the game for 40 hours or pay extra. Uh, see, I'm out on that. Okay, so you're out. So a lot of people so. said the same thing. And then EA was so, they were so inundated with people canceling their pre-orders, they took the option to cancel the pre-order off their website. Ooh, so you actually that's bullshit. Oh, wait, it gets even worse. Okay, it gets sorry. Even worse. All right. so, so then they heard all the people who were like, oh, well, this is bullshit. Like, I either have to pay or I have to play like 40 hours. And then someone did it out. You can watch all the Star Wars movies you can watch Star Wars Rebels. You can watch all the like all the animated series, and you still would only unlock three of the characters. Oh my God! So EA hears all this and like, fine, we'll reduce we'll reduce the the time it takes for you to unlock these things. Ugh. But then Richard, oh, there's more. But then they reduced the the uh, the points you get every game by seventy five percent. So they're like, all right, we'll lower, we'll lower the time, but then we'll lower what it takes for you to like level up. But then they're like, but where all the rewards you get for playing, we're going to lower those by seventy five percent. So it still takes you the same amount of time. That's garbage. Yeah, I don't know. Are you getting this game? No, absolutely not. And yeah. I, I will, not, I refuse to give EA my money. Yeah. No, it's just a complete scumbag organization. I will go on record saying that. It'll be interesting to see what the sales end up being and what the what the feedback is and everything else. So that's going to be one to watch. But yeah, add that to the weekend too. So you got Justice oh, League, yeah. Punisher, and Battlefield Battlefront two. Well, and I think honestly, I think this is going to flop. And it's a month out, a month today. It's a month from the release of the new Star Wars movie. And I right. honestly believe that people are just going to like boycott yeah. this thing. You might be right. You might be right. Yeah. All right. Anything else? No, that's it. All right, so you ready for the topic du jour? And what what would that be, my friend? That, of course, is the topic of the day. And today it is Rhode Island Comic Con 2017 in the beautiful city of Providence. 
And it was a three-day event, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this past weekend at the Dunkin' Donuts Center as well as the Convention Center. want to thank Altered Reality Entertainment for hooking us up with press passes. Davey could not go. He was busy having a fun weekend down south. So Uncle Buck and myself were in attendance. Buck actually went Friday and Saturday. I just went down on Saturday and had a chance to meet a lot of great people. We're going to uh, relay those interviews on to you. But this was crazy. Like, Davey, we... You had been to the last three with me, Northeast yep. Comic-Con, Comic-Con, and Boston Comic-Con. This one felt like, I don't know if it's true or not, Boston probably had more people, but it felt like more people were at this one. Like, the dunk was slammed. Like, you yeah. go around the concourse, it was like you could barely walk. The The inside, like, where teams would play was basically just, like, roped off so people could wait in line and go, you know, get autographs or pictures with celebrities. Then you go into the convention center, and that thing is just banged out completely, just like any other of these cons. So, there, I mean, I don't know if they oversold tickets or what they did. Also, I feel bad. A lot of people I talked to waited in line outside for, like, over an hour. And it's just, whether they had their tickets or not, they waited in line for so long because there was really one entrance set up. So oh if you, I feel bad for those people that, that waited in line and, and spent whatever the money is on the tickets. I sort of get like a, uh, a cheat kind of thing where I can cut the line with my pass. So I feel bad for everybody else. It, depending on what you're looking for, I think it was a good time. I did get some feedback of people just being like, hey, the wait, the wait kind of really sours you. You know, like you're, you're all excited to go. And then you're just standing in the streets of Providence for an hour as the line slowly moves. Good news, though, Ryan. They served alcohol inside this time. Wow. That's probably why the line was so long. That's probably why. Yeah, Boston. Remember, it was dr- Boston was as dry as a bone. Um, yep. As uh, I think our cosplay guy told us, it was a more Puritan town. So that is why he <laughs> said that. Um, but this was a little bit different, so it was a lot of fun. Let's start you off here. Um, I interviewed a, a gentleman, uh, the, one of the first guys I saw. He was painted completely green. He was wearing a green kind of tight shirt that sh- showed off uh, some muscles, both real and fake. He had uh, painted his face green. He had like a ponytail uh, tied up. He had purple pants on, and he was drinking a Guinness. So I said, this is, this is probably a guy I should interview. So here now let me just yeah, yeah let me just set the table first for the listeners. I have not heard any of this. No, this so is all new to you. Gonna, yeah, this is all new to me. So you're going to get my initial reactions and questions and comments. So, so here we go. Let's, let's just start it off slowly here with the Incredible Hulk. First off, sir, what brought you out to the con today? Um, my daughter. So he was standing there next to uh, his daughter, who was wearing sort of like a Cookie Monster type outfit, and okay, uh, but she was probably like high school age, is my guess. Uh, I thought she was going to be like six. Nope. No, she was like high school age or so. Okay. And so yeah. he was there because she wanted to go, so so he went. She wanted me to, to uh, experience it for the first time. Now, so you're telling me this is your first time? First time. And yet, so for the people who can't see you, you are dressed as the Hulk. You have green face paint, green arm paint. So this guy had never been to a Comic-Con before and was decked out fully in green, which is pretty good commitment, I would say. Yeah, I would say if you're going to go to your first con, you're like in full costume. Like I've been a, a handful of these things now, and I still am not comfortable enough to go in costume. But if no. you're going to go your first time to make your daughter happy and you just let her rip, right. that's good for you. That is great. This is the Hulk. You have green face paint, green arm paint. Is it fair to say you went green everywhere? I went green everywhere. <laughs> so 
he gets it. Oh boy, <laughs> this guy gets it. We, I, I, I was gonna take that further, but again, he's next to his daughter. Yeah, gross. So I didn't want to go go there completely. <laughs> yeah. What's the best thing you've seen so far? Uh, just the costumes. Uh, it's incredible. It's incredible. Now, are you a big fan of the Hulk? Yes, I am. Was this so? This was your choice, not your daughter's choice, for having you dress as the Hulk. The Hulk is my choice. Yeah, and we're supposed to have Lou Ferrigno here and 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 Mark Ruffalo, and so it was it was kind of a Hulk themed day. Who do you think has been the best Hulk? I like the Avengers. Mark Ruffalo, latest. So here's something that's odd, Ryan. I, I, I don't yeah. really know why, but my wife hates Mark Ruffalo. Really? Hates. Can't. She says she can't stand him. She doesn't think he should be in any movie. And it's just it seems irrational to me. I'm like, well, why don't you like him? And she's like, because he's horrible. I hate him. I'm like, huh. I feel like that's the guy that most people don't even really have much of an opinion about. Like maybe you like him. But nobody like hates it. She hates Mark Ruffalo. No, but you know what I do know is women love when you say they're irrational. Mm. They love that. She won't listen to this. We're we're fine. <laughs> we're, 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 Who are we kidding? We're we're all good here. Uh, we're all our. We've alienated now our third our third and final female listener. That's now. correct. She's Sorry. out. She's out. We did get a couple of tweets though. Did you see that? We got a couple of female listener tweets that said, "Hey, I listen to the podcast." Nice. So that's right pre- that's pretty good. Well, um, now they're gone. So. Because you called women irrational. So I have two questions. No, no, no. J- just my wife. So t- <laughs> two questions for you. Sure. Who, d- who do you think has been the best Hulk all time? All time? I mean, I mean, this is... It's got to be Ruffalo. I mean, because you think, like, the Ferrigno one was, like, campy, and it was kind of cool, and I'm into that. It might be Ferrigno but, then, I think. What did I say? No, you said Ruffalo. Yeah, I, but it's like, Ferrigno, like... I like the Ferrigno Hulk because that's when I started liking all that. Stuff. Yeah, I think you know, I think, and he was there. He looked he looked great. He was he was jacked to the gills. Yeah. He was like very veiny bastard too. Still, like, I'm telling you what, no one's going to say Edward Norton in this. No one's going to say Edward Norton. And I will he tell you what, last. I I will go to my grave saying this: the Eric Bana Ang Lee Hulk is not a bad movie. No, I know, and you're wrong, but that's fine. It's very artistic. It's not a bad movie. Well, I don't think it's great. Okay, it's a bad superhero movie, but it's not a good movie. I mean, sorry. I wow, agree. I just screwed that up. <laughs> I just screwed that up. It's a bad superhero movie, but, but it's, it's not a, a bad movie. You just like Ang Lee is what it is. I like Eric Bana. You like Eric Bana? And, oh. and, and Jennifer Connelly. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Jennifer Connelly, that, she is better than Liv Tyler. She's a better Betty. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, she is. My other question would be this. So you have young daughters. When they grow up and when they say, if one of them is like, hey, Dad, I want to go to one of these Comic-Cons. I know you'd say sure, but then they're like, "I also, I'm going to dress up, and I want you to dress up." Would you do it? I would. I would only if I got to pick who I dressed up as. Yeah, I think that was the case for this gentleman. So I think that's fair. Yeah. I think you're, that both both of you guys are in the running. I would say for Father of the Year, in yep. the, a lot of competition, but in the running nonetheless. Have you seen I, Thor? Oops, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, I, I, I'm trying to think of what I would go as now. Now my head's spinning. I'm like, how, what I would do? Oh, that is a that is a tough one. Probably a good Rorschach. I think I could pull Rorschach that Rorschach would be great. I was asking, yeah. so I asked my wife that too, because I was telling her about Comic-Con. I'm like, well, what if what if we had a kid and they wanted you to go? Would you dress up? And she was like, well, yes. She said she'd maybe go as one of the Game of Thrones. She goes like Sansa or something. I was like, mm, I nice. guess. That's fine. That. All right. 
Have you seen yeah. Thor Ragnarok? I have not. Tonight we're going. Oh, are you? And going? I'm going as the Hulk. You're going as the Hulk? Uh, yes, I'm staying dressed up. <laughs> what kind of uh, reaction have you gotten walking around tonight? Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Just strangers, everybody. Hey, it's the Hulk, yeah. you know. It's, it's, great. it's great. Now, does the Hulk like Guinness? Uh, yes, he does. <laughs> Obviously. Is that making it a little bit better maybe today? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Warming me up, too, after that long wait outside. And how long were you out there? Oh, probably an hour. Well, thanks so much for taking the time today. Appreciate Thank it. you. Thank so there you go. They were sitting out there for over an hour. But what a good guy. What a Great good guy. daddy daughter day. That's what you I'm know? saying. Like that's what they want to do. They they go to they go to Rhode Island Comic Con, then they go to see Thor Ragnarok, which we all know is really good. So that does seem like a complete day. Yeah, uh, and uh, I will tell you this right now that my daughter's favorite thing to do with me, she loves when I take her to the movies, and she's three. So we're already setting her up for uh, for some good stuff. And I, and I think that she would want you to go as Pickle Rick. Is my guess. Oh, she loves her some pickle, right? <laughs> All right, the next uh, is sort of a twofer. It's mainly one person I interview, but there are a couple uh, I identified, or maybe Uncle Buck saw these these two. One uh, gentleman looks like um, sort of Darth Vader, but without the Darth Vader mask, and so I think we find out more. He's just more of like a Sith Lord, and then he's standing next to what is very clearly a Princess Leia. So I, I sort of ping pong. I asked both of them questions, but most of them are directed towards the gentleman. Uh, actually, uh, just a dark Sith Lord, uh, Darth Sinister. And you are? I'm Princess Leia. <laughs> now, let me ask you something. Do you have any crazy Snoke theories? So I come swinging right out of the game. Oh, you here. didn't? Yeah, no softballs here. We're going no right warm to up. It. No, hey, what are you here to see? No, what are you doing? Hey, how long was the line? I want, these are diehard Star Wars fans. I want Snoke theories. You got a Snoke theory? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I like the Plagueis one, but I'm not gonna. I'm not married to it. Yeah, that that one I think would be pretty good. But this one, let's see what this guy says first. Okay. Snoke. Wow. Um, wow, that's a good one. Sorry to put you on the spot. Uh, I've heard uh, people say Mace Windu. You know, turn to the dark side. Uh, oh, Mace Windu. Mace Windu. I don't know. He turned to the turned to the dark side. Turned to the dark side. <laughs> the dark side. <laughs> he dropped a pretty hard uh, Mace Window on us. Mace Window, you know, turned to the dark side. Um, that I think is a really interesting theory. Uh, I'm not sure how proven that can really be, but that one is one that intrigued me the most. I don't know. <laughs> so so I, I put the microphone over by her, and she's just like, I don't, I, I don't know who Snoke is. Know. She's like, my, my husband wanted me to dress like this. That's my guess. I don't think – she wasn't <laughs> super into theorizing what was going on with Snoke or with – No, no fan theories. No, she hasn't read any of the books. No, she's got nothing on that. She looks like a pretty good Leia, though, but she was, she was not, not buying that. What did you think of the last movie? I thought it was one of my favorites. Yeah. Did, the CGI Leia, were you okay with that? I was. You know, seeing that it happened, like, right after she passed, like, when I saw her come on the scene, I, like, started to cry. <laughs> All right, so maybe she's more into it than, than I thought. Right? She started to cry when she saw uh, CGI Leia in the last movie. No, wait, CGI Leia was in Rogue One. It wasn't, she wasn't in Force Awakens, right? Right. I, I, no, I said last movie. So like the last oh, one, that, okay. the, the last right. one that came out. Yeah, not the one yeah, that's yeah, in yeah, like yeah. chronological order. But I, I was talking about the last movie that came out, and okay. so she was, she she cried a little bit. But I think she, she's not alone. I think a lot of people did as well. It was an emotional. Well, she better not show up to the next one then. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. <laughs> Do you think Kylo Ren is gonna kill Princess Leia in the next movie? No. Uh he kind of has to, right? Uh, 
Or did they already say they're not going to kill her? I forget. There's been a couple reports out there. I don't know, because you can't keep up the CGI charade. Now, well, we I, know, she filmed this movie. Yeah. She filmed this movie, right. most of it, like right. most of it. And we all know that she is very Force-sensitive, so maybe we see her in uh, blue at the end of the movie. We see her in you blue? Know? You know, like when uh, when Luke looks oh, out on oh, oh, Endor oh. and everyone's all blue? Oh, like they're, they're floating ghosts? Yeah. With a uh, Hayden Christensen dubbed into the uh, into Return of the Jedi? Yeah. That was some bullshit. Didn't care for that one bit? No. Nope. What's your favorite of the entire Star Wars series? Oh, gee. Um, it was Empire, but then Rogue One just, like, went above it for me, and I, I just love Rogue One, especially the Vader scenes. You know, uh, I'm such a Vader fan, so. Do you think Vader? I feel like that's overstating things. That's got to be some recency bias, right? Like, Rogue One was good, but it's not better than Empire. Oh, no, you're out of your goddamn mind. That's some, yeah. That guy's out of his mind. And I would say that, that Rogue One was... A decent movie, and what made it a good movie was the last five minutes. Yeah, and well, and the scene, the other Vader scene, the two best scenes were Vader. Oh yeah, like, right? it's, not, so, it's like, not even a question. So yeah, but he's there. He's excited about it. That's fine. What are you gonna do? He could have his own movie, maybe. Oh, he should definitely. I mean, absolutely. I would see that. I'd see it three times. <laughs> what did you guys think of the prequel series that came out late '90s, early 2000s? All right. So, what do you think they say about the prequel series? Oh, I loved him. That's let's that that's where I was kind of going. I wanted to see what he was going to yeah. say. Yeah, I was actually a fan of it. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There you go, buddy. Uh, yeah. Again, a nice guy doesn't want to bash Star Wars, but come on, the prequel series—it's low-hanging fruit, I know. But I just know. go ahead and kick it. Yeah, I was actually a fan of it. Um, I don't know why people make such a big deal about it. I'm, you know, um, Hayden Christensen is actually a great actor. You know, wrong. Wrong. That's not. That's incorrect. That has been proven incorrect in you know movies that he's in. Hayden Christensen stinks. Hayden Christensen is actually a great actor. You know, it's not his fault that George Lucas can't really write well. You know, wrong, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> he he writes. He, he does have a, a weird writing style, right? I think it makes it tough yeah. for some actors to to pull off. Like we're not. They're not all Harrison Ford. But Hayden Christensen certainly was was not. But um, I was a fan of it. I enjoyed uh, all three movies, especially Revenge of the Sith, because um, you know I'm a Sith fan. So, um, but I, I was fine with them. I mean, to me, George Lucas is the god of the Star Wars universe. So what he says goes. You know. <laughs> what about Kylo Ren? I know you're a big fan of the Sith. How do you feel about him? Well, here you go. What do you think he thinks about Kylo Ren? Oh, uh, you know, we'll see. You know, he's going to be a very wishy-washy on Kylo Ren. All right, here we go. Ooh, Kylo is uh, a tantrum-throwing baby, in my opinion. You know, um, I don't think he's ever going to be worthy of the title Doth, you know, just in my opinion. Hates him. The title of what? Doth. Doth. <laughs> <laughs> the title of Doth. The, the title of what now? In my opinion, Doth. Uh, <laughs> Didn't like him. You get, this is this is when it, what, listen for the woo. Listen for the Ric Flair woo here. Ren, I know you're a big fan of the Sith. How do you feel about him? Woo, Kylo. <laughs> Woo. Woo. Kylo is uh, a tantrum-throwing baby, in my opinion. You know, um, I don't think he's ever going to be worthy of the title Doth, you know, just in my opinion. <laughs> what about you? Do you like Kylo Ren? What do you think she's going to say? It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? I'll take that as a no. Yeah. Nothing. 
said nothing. She said she Matt shobbed you. She she gave me a Matt shob. She just stared at the <laughs> microphone and was just she's line. <laughs> she's asking for a line like from a play. Yeah. I'll, take, I'll take that as a she, note. She's always about the light side. She's never about the dark side. So we're quite a quite a PS too. <laughs> now what about Luke Skywalker? Now there's some theories out there that maybe he becomes a bad guy in the film that's coming out next month. Do you think there's a chance of that? And would how would you feel about it? What do you think? In on Luke Skywalker turning to the dark side? No, he's no, he's no. He's gonna say no, no. There's no chance. All right. Actually, I would love to see that. Um, I kind of feel like uh, his character evolved, like in the first Star Wars movie, New Hope. Uh, he and Leia were screaming a whole lot. It's kind of a little bickery teenager type of thing. Uh, by Return of the Jedi, he was more mature. Uh, I'd like to see a, a dark side push with him. Yeah. I think it would really expand the universe out a little bit more. Now, so there you go. He'd li- he likes to see this guy. Is, he's all about the dark side. So I think if he can get. Luke Skywalker on his side. I think he's he's on board for that. See, I don't think I don't think that's correct. I don't, I don't think so. I think we're dealing with a new Jedi Order, but that's just me. That's just my hot take. Ooh, okay. The so, gray Jedi. The, I, I was going to say gray. shades of gray, like yeah. fifty shades of gray. Yep. In the preview, we saw this new creature that is going to be in the uh, upcoming movie called a Porg. You know the little guy that I'm talking yeah. about. That's kind of split no. a lot of people. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Where do you stand? This is the question, Ryan. This is the money shot right here. The Porg, is this guy pro or a, or con Porg? He's, he's, I will tell you why. But he is totally pro Porg because if he likes the prequels and he likes Jar Jar Binks, he's going to love the Porg. All right. Let's find out. I think it's Ewok Pot 2. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a bad thing. It's a bad thing. Yeah, it's a bad thing. <laughs> Ewok Pot 2. Pot 2. No, I just... <laughs> Ewok Pot 2. Ewok Pot 2. So he's he is not a fan of the Porg. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a bad thing. It's a bad thing. Yeah, it's a bad thing. <laughs> Oops, excuse me. Let me get that. So he's, out on, he's out on the Porg. Out on Porg. He's in on Luke Skywalker being a bad guy. Yes. But he loved the prequels. He loved the prequels. He oh hates Kylo Ren. He wants Luke Skywalker to change. He thought Empire was the best Star Wars movie, but now he believes it's Rogue One. This guy's all over the all over the map. I can't I, keep up with this guy. It's tough, isn't it? Like I, I agree with half of what he's saying, and I disagree with the other half. It's it's all. But over like I, it's not like you know you just like oh, I disagree. You, I like vehemently disagree with you know. I either right. like, you know, wow, this guy's all over the place. He is. He's all over the map. And I think it's Ewok Pot too. <laughs> I'm gonna take that as a bad thing. It's a bad thing. Yeah, it's a bad thing. <laughs> uh, finally, what are you guys waiting in line for? All right, so what are they waiting in line for? They were upstairs in the convention center. There was different panels going on. So it wasn't like one signing, but it was – I'll give you a hint. It was a television show that was there, and they had people from the show, I guess, talking about it. Oh, geez. Uh, Firefly? Uh, Waiting in line for Gotham. Gotham. God, God. <laughs> so he's got the fans, you know. So. I'll tell you, do you like the villains this year? I think the villains have been really strong. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, I want them to bring back Jerome. I mean, seriously, yeah, uh, big Joker fan, and uh, love the Riddler and the Penguin, and um, just great all around show. Well, thanks so much for talking to me. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, there you go. That guy. I, I don't know what to make of that dude. I don't know whether to like laugh or cry. Like, what know. is this guy doing? You show up at Comic Con to see the cast of Gotham. Yeah. Tough. Oh, Brittany Daniel, Brittany Daniel's sitting right there. Brittany Daniel was you know? there. She was looking great, by the way. She looked great. Uh, so did Trish Stratus. She looked good too. 
No kidding. Yeah, a lot of wrestlers. A lot of wrestlers. Lita and Tris were right next to each other. Uh, Christian from Edge and Christian like walked right by me. He must have been like going like for a break or something because he had his own table, but he walked right by me. Not that big of a guy at all. Uh, really? Sting was there in full Sting makeup. Yeah, it was pretty good. good. For him. All right, so this next guy, Ryan. I, lo- oh, I love some Trish Stratus. Trish, that, that, oh, I- Trish is hot as hell, yeah. Yeah. She's great. So this next guy, uh, Uncle Buck, was in line earlier in the day. Um, I forget who he was going to get an autograph from. It might have been Drago. I don't remember who it was, but he was in line. And, you know, it's a long line, and you're standing there. And this this kid was, well, a dude probably in his 20s. He was there in line with Uncle Buck. They struck up a conversation, and Buck was thinking, well, this would be a pretty good guy for Keith to interview. So he told the guy, he's like, hey, uh, you know, my, my buddy's got a podcast. He's, he's doing interviews. He works for a radio station. He's going to be coming here pretty soon. Uh, like he, I think he would love to interview you. And the guy was like, yeah, I would absolutely do that. And he's like, well, he's not going to be here for a few hours, but, uh, you know, we'd, we'd love to talk to you if you're still around. And the guy's like, well, I could just I could follow you around until he gets here. And, and Buck's oh like, Buck goes, well, why don't, why don't you just give me your, your phone number and I'll, I'll text you. And then so the kid leaves. I don't know where he went. He was staying. He was going all three days. He left. And then Buck, and he's like, but he's like, sorry, text me and let me know when he comes and I'll, I'll come back. So Buck ends up texting this guy, and he came back just for this interview. So hopefully, it's, Ooh, boy. hopefully it is worth it. Let's see. First off, what brought you out to the con today? My love for everything geek. Here we go. Here we go. His love for everything geek. So stra- Here we go. Strap in. Do you have a favorite type of geek subgenre? All right. That's a pretty anime. You're going with anime? Yep. All right, let's see what he says. Star Trek, Star Wars, Battlestar Galactica, DC, Marvel, Babylon 5, Stargate SG-1, and all the rest. <laughs> wow. He kind of he kind of went the uh, bigger umbrella. Right. I think yeah. he, he threw a wider net than just uh than just anime there. So he, Does he like the Red Sox and the Yankees too? This he likes baseball. He likes he all likes the, Israel. All the he likes Israel and Palestine. <laughs> well, that's what I sort of ask. He, he's he's all business, by the way. If you can't tell uh by the first oh, two no. answers, this gentleman is all business. So I tried to break it down because this is the first thing I pop anytime somebody says they like Star Wars and Star Trek, this is where my mind goes. Now, from my experience, I feel like people have to choose Star Wars or Star Trek. Is that your experience or no? You can love both. Do you have a favorite? Nope, I love both equally. I think we're dealing with what is going to be shorter answers with this with this gentleman. Yeah, yeah. He's not getting. He's not giving you any good answers. <laughs> <laughs> he's just. He's just straightforward, and we'll, we'll, we'll try to. We'll try to see if we can get anything from him. Did you meet any celebrities here today? I did. I met Jonathan Frakes, Brent Spiner, Michael Dorn, Gates McFadden, Marina Sirtis, David W. Mizaus. I didn't know who any of those people were. I don't know who any of those people are, but all I know is he spent a shitload of money just to shake someone's hand. Yeah, he had to. He absolutely had to because uh, Uncle Buck actually had a good idea. We Maybe for the next con we'll do this. We'll play the game where I'll name a celebrity, and I put celebrities in quotes more often than not. Not always. There's some legit people there, too. And then you have to guess how much they're charging for an autograph or for a picture. Because some That's of them, a fantastic game. It's a great game. So we'll do that We'll do that next, next go-around. But that was Buck's idea, which is so smart because that was staggering to see some of the prices that people were paying. 
So I will just tell you this. So uh, to you, dear listener, me to get a picture with Gaten Matarazzo cost me, the kid Dustin from Stranger Things, cost me $40. Insane. And that's on yeah. the low end. Right. That's on the low end. All right, let's, let's continue with this gentleman. Do you get nervous at all meeting celebrities? Of course not. I just keep calm and do what needs to be done. Pretty good advice. Yeah, just do go about your business. Keep calm. I don't think this guy's. He, I don't think this guy's any has any way of being or showing emotion. But that's just me. You feel like he's always calm, is what you're saying. I feel yeah. Yeah, I he's pretty like calm. Pretty nothing calm. Nothing rattles this guy. Yeah, no, nothing. Do you go in thinking like, all right, maybe here's what I should ask him. Here's what I maybe shouldn't say. You don't want to offend anybody. I just think ahead of what I'm going to say, plan it out, and just hope for the best. Now, are you somebody that goes for autographs? You go for photos? What, what do you What do you want to see? I just do photos only. Do you end up? Do you do anything with the photo? Do you frame these pictures or anything? Have like a collage, maybe? What do you think he does with the photos? He has a book. He has a scra- like one of like the old picture books. Yeah, that, that uh, that's a good idea. With that, with like the you know the film, like the the clear plastic film. Oh yeah, he, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's that's good stuff. I post them on my cell phone, and they go on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. There you go. Social oh, media. Wow. Davey, it's, it's 2017, all right? People are doing the social media game. Yeah, but this guy sounds like he's got like some doll made out of hair somewhere. Well, you know? That's harsh. You didn't get a chance to meet him and look into his, his eyes, so you don't, you don't know that for sure. But uh, Don't I, though? Don't I? No. What kind of response do you get when people see you up there with, with some of these different people? They compliment, like, awesome. Like, oh, my God, I'm so jealous. I'm like, well... You guys got to be here in order to have a good time here. Having a good time. Not wrong. Facts don't care about feelings, right? Uh, that's correct. Do you have a, uh, a great story like, of an interaction with, with somebody, maybe a good conversation you had? I've actually had mainly, just mainly casual conversations with everyone here. Um, I do remember this one time over in the official Star Trek convention in Cherry Hill, New Jersey in 2007. I was in the first row of, um, of seats right before the stage. And I accidentally started yawning right in front of William Shatner, and he was like, my God, that is the biggest yawn I have ever seen in my entire life. I only got three hours of sleep, and he's yawning? What do you think Spot of this? on Shatner. I was like, really, Shatner. really good Shatner, right? So, I mean, yeah, was I, he moving all over the place, too, like jerking yes. around? Yes, he was. Uh, yes, he was. Good. Yes, he absolutely was. Were people giving you a hard time after that? Not really. What about uh, what about today? Any any conversations with with celebrities? I had a couple of, of, with uh, David Mazows and um, the the previous ones I've mentioned. Now you said you've been to Comic Cons before, but not Rhode Island Comic Con. Not Rhode Island Comic Con. The um, previous two I went to were in Bangor, Maine. The Bangor, Maine Comic Con. We might have to take another trip to I, Bangor, Maine. I think we're gonna absolutely have to. We're gonna have to carpool on that one. That's gonna that's a hike. That's a hike. We might have to spend the night at uh, <laughs> at uh, the Keefe Estate. Yeah, I've stopped in uh, New Hampshire. How were those? Pretty small, but very fun. How do you compare it to this one here? This one is colossal compared to the rest of them. Are you coming all three days? Of course. So uh, what do you plan on doing tomorrow that you weren't able to do today or yesterday? Have a conversation with Dave Bautista, a.k.a. Drax the Destroyer. Now, he's a guy who, did you follow him as a wrestler? No, I did not. So you've only really seen him as Drax in Guardians. That is correct. And, how do you, and you think he's been great? I see he did a wonderful job. Do you think he could be in any other role? Could he be like a leading man and say like a, like a romantic comedy? <laughs> so 
what do you, does he think that Dave Bautista, aka Drax, could be in a romantic comedy? Uh, yeah, he's going to say that Dave Bautista can do whatever anything he wants. <laughs> That is a really interesting question. Um, we'll have to see what the director chooses and see if it go, how it goes from there. Do you like romantic comedies at all? I know you like a lot of different genres. Do you think he likes romantic comedies? No. As long as I have a really good sick twist of humor. What? What <laughs> romantic comedy has sick <laughs> twisted humor? What movie is that? His favorite ones. His favorite ones. <laughs> Name me one. <laughs> Romantic comedy that has sick, twisted humor. As long as it has sick and twisted humor. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. You're into the sick and twisted humor. Correct. What's your favorite movie? That is an impossible question to answer because I got so many of them to choose from. I mean, that is, that's a loaded question, but he didn't even want to go there. But I, Nobody I, can answer that question. I don't blame him for that. I, don't, I, I just wanted to see if he had one because you never know, like, with the guy who says he likes sick and twisted. Well, we'll find out. I asked him that specifically. Yeah. If you're, if you wanted to explain to somebody your sense of humor, like your sick and twisted, your word, sense of humor, what movie or movies would you sort of say? That's that's kind of what I like. All right. Where does he go here? What what movie would describe his sick and twisted sense of humor? Well, first, I would like to point out that I like how you had to qualify with your words, not mine. <laughs> right. You said it, not me. Correct. Um, uh, it's going to be like some horror movie, like not evil dead, but it's going to be like something like, you know, dead alive or something like that. Like Last house on the left. Part. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Silence of the land. Bad Santa. Did you see the sequel? So he goes bad Santa on us, which is actually is a great movie. That is actually a pretty good movie. It's actually a really, a really good movie. So then, but then this is, so my follow up is, did you see the sequel? And he says, I did. How was that? Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. Better than the first. Totally better than the first. So why wouldn't you have said that one? Why wouldn't you say Bad Santa 2? Why wouldn't you? Badder Santa. Or whatever the hell it was called. Like, yeah, Bad Santa. Like, what? I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to figure it out either. However, I'm trying to figure out where to find the unrated version on iTunes. Is that where you watch a lot of your movies? That is correct. Is that... It, it, you put so you have all your movies like a, a catalog of movies on on iTunes. Do you end up watching them on your phone ever? I feel like that'd be a small screen. Nope, I watch them on my laptop. Have you seen any new movies recently? I recently saw Thor three Ragnarok in theaters a couple days ago. What'd you think of that? Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Best of the MCU. Let's not get ahead of ourselves because we have to wait for Infinity War. Which is insane. He's, he's, he's right on target there. I know, but the movie but, hasn't come. I'm saying the best of the MCU right now. I'm not saying all time. Like we, obviously, oh, we, yeah, can't, yeah, yeah. we can't grade a movie that hasn't been out yet. Right. But but he's saying that Thor Ragnarok is the best MCU movie right now. No, he's eh. saying he's not saying that. He was he's, he was saying uh, I'm not going to commit to that because don't forget Infinity War. I'm like, well, that's not even out yet. But all right. Yeah. All right. Out of the ones that have been released to this point, I think there's been 17 MCU movies. Which ones that your favorite? What's his favorite MCU movie? Uh, Winter Soldier. Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. God damn it. No way. Terrible choice. No way. Terrible choice, dude. That movie sucked. Well, that's not true. That's not. That's too much. That movie was not great. That movie's probably not a top 10 MCU movie. I agree. And, and if it is, it's 10th. Like, so, but that's his, that's his favorite. Do you think he's the best villain? 
one of the best. Uh, lastly, what's your favorite episode of Mac and Goo? Here we go. I love this question. Here we here we go. This is the only guy I believe I asked this to. Uh, so let's let's see what he says. Uh, lastly, what's your favorite episode of Mac and Goo? Of what? Mac and Goo. I haven't seen that series. It's a, oh, it's a it's a very popular podcast. I didn't know if you had heard it. Oh, I'm haven't I haven't listened to any of it. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> I love the the what? The what? The uh, Mac and Goo. The what? The, the what? The what? <laughs> All right, Ryan. This next guy. Um, so there's one interview after this one that is remaining, and full disclosure is my favorite interview. I, I try to save the best for last, and yep. it's my absolute favorite interview. Um, but as I was doing the interview, I was standing in front of somebody's table. Turns out it was an illustrator from like 50 years ago, like an old school dude. And as I'm interviewing this lady, you hear and you hear quietly in the background, "Hey, you're blocking my table! You're blocking the table!" Move out of the way! And I'm like looking around, and so I'm trying to like slowly move. And Uncle Buck's like, "Hey, hold on a second. And there's like nobody over there. And we were standing in front of this table, but we weren't taking up the entire table. But we were standing there because it was like in one of those rows that you go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and so yeah. he's screaming at us. And then so I finished the interview uh, with this lovely lady. And then me and Buck are walking around, and we're like, you know what? We should probably go talk to this guy. So we go to we go to talk to him. And then he starts talking to us before I can even ask him if I can record it. So off the air, he's saying something about freedom of speech. So, again, this guy, we tweeted out a picture of him. I think at one point he says he fought in World War II. So you can only imagine how old this gentleman must be. Yeah. And uh, so he's talking about his freedom of speech. And um, also I, I introduce him. I'm, I'm clearly just reading from the big banner behind him that has his name on it. And yep. so this is, this is how that went. I'm here with Alan Bellman, of course, from the golden age of Marvel Comics. Uh, Alan, what were you just telling us about your free speech? Well, I've been invited at a local club, adult club, to talk on the golden age of Marvel. When they learned that I, of my political views, they canceled me. I am from World War II. I know what's good for this country. What are your political views? I am a Trump man. Here you go, Rye. Oh, boy. He's one of your guys. He's a Trump guy. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, oh, boy. So let's, let's see how Alan Bellman does. And, oh, by the way, I'm trying to, like, hold the microphone in front of him and, like, you know, so I can go back and forth. And every time I put it near him, he takes it out of my hand and holds it himself. So oh, sometimes my follow-up question, you might not be able to hear it because I have a hard time getting my voice back in there. But It sounds like you're interviewing Kissel from the Jerky Boys. <laughs> a little bit of Kissel there. Right. 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 <laughs> all right. And I say to you and to all, give the man a chance. We are not... We are not Venezuela. So he's talking about Trump. We, I will tell you this. There's one thing I know in this world. He's talking about Trump. We are not Venezuela. If there's one thing I swear to God is true, we are not Venezuela. Give this Gun guy. Gun to my head right now. Are we Venezuela? No. 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 Hell no, we're not. She offered us nothing. Look at this, the vile language and things they're saying about people. I, as a veteran from World War II, I know what this country is. Do you think that he, uh, Trump has made America great again? So, I think we all know what he's going to say here. Not yet, but absolutely. <laughs> and if you could find me a nice lady to share a bowl of soup with, 
please give him my cellular phone number. Oh, there was a lady right next to him, and she was wearing a Wonder Woman outfit. Oh, God. She was younger than him, but in the ballpark. This lady here, she's wearing very fancy undergarments. And she says she works for Amazon or something. I didn't understand. He has done so much that those who are so ignorant say, what did he do? He's cleaning up gangs. He's bringing jobs back. It's up. Employment is up. Let's make America great again. God bless the USA and Donald Trump. What about, uh, I know there was a promise about a wall, you know, by the Mexican border. It has not, they've not made it yet. Do you feel like that's going to happen soon? <laughs> what do you think he says to this? It's already built. <laughs> now I just got to get... <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's see. Yes, it will happen. This okay. man will make it happen. I am not a Democrat. No. I am not a, a Republican. I am an American. That's pretty catchy. I like that. That's I not, like that. Let's put that on a goddamn T-shirt. That's snappy. Put that on a hoodie. That's right. I like that. I'm sorry, I didn't. Mean, oh, I didn't. No, you no, no, don't worry. Don't worry about it. I was gonna. Ask. So now he starts to apologize to me and Buck because he sees that we have like a microphone and we have like press passes. So he was shooing us away and he he was like apologizing because he was doing that. We're like, no, don't 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 worry about that. So then we we try yeah. to continue. Ask you. Uh, I see there's a photo behind you. You and Stan Lee. So uh, you worked with Stan Lee yeah. before. Yeah, I was there before he was editor. He was in the army. Yeah. Do you think he gets maybe too much credit? So he predates Stan Lee at Marvel, which is insanity. And so I asked him if he thinks that uh, Stan gets too much credit. So we'll see what he says. Who, Stan? Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> he can be honest with us. Well, the thing is, he has, he had the charisma to create. And uh, he, he's the only one that stands up. Out of the comic, stands out as a comic book field. Stanley presents, you know, and I appreciate that. But I have my fans to keep me warm. Very nice. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Who's your favorite character to draw? But last question. Oop, he was about to say it. He's about to say it. Oh, uh, I already, I, yeah, I, you I, know. I already would have guessed this. You, the, Captain, I, Captain America question. Captain America. So that makes sense. Why not? I, I gotta give Joe Simon and Jack Kirby credit. I have a book coming out called Timely Confidential and a movie coming out called The Alan Bellman Story. Look for it in your neighborhood television set. <laughs> Look for it in my what? <laughs> neighborhood television set. I love you know, it. My yeah. neighborhood has one television set, and yeah. we all like huddle around it. So, yeah, we'll check it out. The Alan Bellman story. We'll, and we'll, thank we'll, you very much for your service in World War correct. II, sir, and all that. And we did. We said, Day this weekend, we did. We said Happy Veterans Day to him. No, there's a, couple, there's a couple more things real quick. What do you think about Captain America being turned evil? Did you like that storyline? Evil, shmevil. It's money, in a, it's money in the pockets of the publisher. He's Jewish. Wow. Hot take. <laughs> what? So, so I had, I listened to this, well, obviously in real time I heard it, and then I listened to it back a couple of times, and me and Buck couldn't believe, like, we're, or we could believe, I mean, he's an old, he's an old dude, 
but I think it's actually more innocent than you think. Like I was like, oh my god, like he's an old guy talking about Jewish people now. You're like who? You're like oh boy, we got to get out of here. But you know what I think he? I and I could be wrong. I, I could just be defending him. I think Captain America turning into like Hydra and being like a Nazi. I think he was saying like they just wanted to have a storyline that was going to make money, and they didn't even really care. And like the guy doing it's Jewish, and even he was okay with having him be a Hydra. Or is that too much of a stretch? Ah, uh, ooh, I don't know. The way he said he he Jewish, he said there's a lot of little venom in there. <laughs> so bad. Evil schmevil. It's money in the it's money in the pockets of the publisher. He's Jewish. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. God bless you guys. I'm, may I ask what this is for? Okay. <laughs> and I would say, too, that what's helping his case with your, your theory, too, is he even went with the Yiddish evil yeah. schmevil. Right. Exactly. So. Exactly. That's going to play out. Yeah. All right. So this, pod, this, is, this podcast is running long for sure. This, this is my favorite lady. So this was the lady I interviewed right in front of, Alan Bellman from the Golden Age of Marvel Comics. She was dressed up in a red dress. She was holding a stuffed animal sand snake. She appeared to be Winona Ryder from Beetlejuice. And so strap in for this, Davey, because this, I don't know if it's better than our, our buddy that was the cosplay guy. This guy, uh, where, where is he here? Let's, oh, yeah. Uh, you, you remember Joshua Adams. How are you doing, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Joshua Adams. I'm CEO and founder of Cosplayer Nation. You remember him, obviously. I love that guy. So let's see if uh, this this lady can can compete. Here here we go. First of all, can you just uh, let people know what you're dressed up as? My name is Lydia Dietz, and I'm a sound mind. The man standing next to me is the one I want. Nice. You asked, I'm answering. Yes, I love that man of mine. <laughs> oh, boy. what do you think? What do you, what do you? Oh. Th- Boy. What do you say? Oh, 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 oh. okay. <laughs> I, I love when these people decide to actually play the character, and that is what she is doing. She's not just a person in a costume. She is a person who is uh, playing Lydia Dietz, and she is on board. I'm Lydia Dietz in her red wedding dress. Now, do you frequent a lot of Comic-Cons? Yes, I do. Where does Rhode Island stack up? Um, it is one that I do like to come to every year. Um, it's a, a medium-sized crowd. It's not too hard to get around. Lots of my friends are here, lots of great vendors, lots of great celebrities. It's a good time. It, it's one of the ones that I like to go to. What are you holding in your hand here? I am holding a sandworm. <laughs> it's a very convincing sandworm. It is. I mean, you know, and sometimes I think he's alive. I mean, he starts biting at people and everything. What, can Tell me about your headdress here. How did you put that together? Also, by the way, while I'm doing the interview, for a couple of minutes th- during the interview, I'm holding the microphone out, and she is literally with one of her hands holding on to my wrist. I saw that on Twitter. That <laughs> yeah. was phenomenal. That was that was great. So she's very comfortable. And so she's got a very great uh, costume on. And so, again, asking her now about the, uh, the, head, the headdress or the hat. Okay, as far as it goes, I do a lot of different things with my costumes. I commission things. I create things. I modify things. Okay, so as far as this particular headpiece goes, uh, this is a one-of-a-kind. It is made by a lady in England. Okay. So it's flown specially just yes, for you. I have flown over here specially for me. I had a custom hat box made for it. It is, um, it is a real uh, crow feathers. It is a real crow skull. Oh yeah, 
She's rocking a crow oh. skull. Oh boy. This thing, this puppy is a real life crow skull, feathers, the whole the whole nine. It is totally in line with what Lydia Wood Dietz would do because in the movie there's a section where her father is looking at the birds and there's a crow out there and he's biting on some carrion. So for a crow, it's very goth, it's tassel, it's over the top. Lydia would do this, and I'm Lydia, so I'm doing this. She's into it. You gotta, you gotta appreciate the passion, Ryan. You do. She's buying in. You know, you can't, you can't teach passion. No, you know what I mean. She has it. She has it for spades. That's for sure. It's tremendous. What about the dress? What can you tell me about the dress? Okay, the dress, and this is why Rhode Island is so important. Last year, Rhode Island, when I was here, I was doing Junko Inoshima from Danganronpa. <laughs> what the hell is happening? What do you what, what do you think happening? of what do you think of that? I so I had no idea what uh I was doing Junko Inoshima from Danganronpa. No clue what that was, but I love it. That? So we looked it up. I did I actually we played some of this interview for Key for Madness the other day and we a couple of the guys looked it up. I think she's either anime or from a video game. It's like a Japanese like schoolgirl type character. I was you doing Junko say. Inoshima from Danganronpa. Yeah, I don't. No, I don't. So, yeah, okay. Let's just, let's just oh my God. keep Just let it rip. Just yeah. let it ride. Yeah. I'm fascinated. Okay. And my friend, his daughter, was doing interviews for a college a project she had to do about these kind of events. We saw Beetlejuice across the sidewalk. He yelled out, said we need an interview with him. I got a hold of him, found out that his cousin, she made his outfit. She does Civil War reenacting. And with her, I bought all the fabric for this, all the requirements, and she made this dress on my body. How does that work? As as you're standing there, that must have been quite a process. It is, because, you know, she's got to measure you. She'll take some mock-ups of fabric, um, it, you do a fitting, figure out how much fabric is needed, estimate it. And I had to go for three different fittings, um, and uh, we got it. And if you look at this baby. Yeah, it, it looks tremendous. And not to be. It's almost from the movie, okay? It, it, That's how I go. I bring it. I'm going to do it all the way. So she has a business card that she gave me, and literally on the card it says, "quote I bring it." She, she certainly did. <laughs> she certainly. And you wouldn't you believe it, Richard? <laughs> I get this thing go. I get this thing home, and it's basically from the movie. And then my cats, they have sex and then pee on it. Can you believe it? I believe it. I believe it. Did you, you smell have... cat pee? Uh, no, she had. A, she had a, uh, I did not smell her. It was a neutral. It was a neutral smell. Right. I would say. Absolutely, I've brought it all the way. Now, not to be crass, but when she's measuring you, you guys, you must be standing there and not a whole lot of clothes. Were you were you comfortable with that? It's an important question. I felt like I didn't want to be crass, so I put it as gently as I as I could. Right. And let's see what she says. Of course. I mean, this is professional. She's your costumer. If you cannot trust this person, you do not go to this person. She is a professional uh, Civil War reenactor. She has made dresses for many, many, many years. Um, professional and a wonderful woman. Now, what? I know you told me one other uh, costume that you use, but what do you recycle these? Like, will I see this again if I see you again, or are you always constantly changing? Going, uh, I try to do something big uh, each year for something different. Okay, so if you see me a number of years ago, I was doing V for Vendetta. Okay, I was doing him. Okay, you see my tattoo? Oh, wow. Okay. So she's got the V for Vendetta logo on her shoulder. Tattooed, oh, dear. tattooed onto her. Yeah. 
So, I'm gonna give you. Uh, so okay, did you get I, the tattoo specifically for the yes, cosplay? Yes. Wow. Yes. Now that's maybe the most commitment I've ever seen. No, you gotta see my hood in my car. So. She has a, Jesus she's gonna, yeah, she's going to show me the picture of a hood of her car. I got well. something on the, my Toyota Tercel. <laughs> what about, what's I'm the hood of the car? Okay, my, the hood of my car, I got a professional airbrush job done. Okay? And it is the V for Vendetta symbol from the movie, black negative, and my hood is on fire. Wow, you must get a lot of comments about that. Yes, I do. I used to be like, why is they looking at my car? Okay, <laughs> you see this picture? Do you see it? So it's like flames. It's got the V for Vendetta logo on the whole hood of the car, and then it looks like it looks like it's on fire. Is what is oh what we're God. what we're dealing with. Wow, that is incredible. Okay, professional airbrush shop. Okay. Now, will you ever do you ever get into any trouble with the police because of that? Do they see you and they say she no, must be no. a bit of a drag racer, maybe? No, because I'd have to be behind them. You do not see this unless I'm behind you, and you don't do anything funny behind the police. That's smart. You don't want to be near them. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against them, but you know. We almost took a little bit of a trip to social commentary, but then she she steered it back. She steered it back. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't. had enough of that. We, we, we <laughs> certainly did. That is me as V for Vendetta. Do you see that? That's you? That's not from the movie? No. That is me. Okay? That is incredible. I had this costume made for me on my body from a different professional costumer. Okay. Once again, I had different parts made from different people. I find who can make me a belt? Who can make me real daggers? I have real daggers. The plastic ones, I can twirl. Okay, wow. I can do the V for Vendetta, V for Vendetta soliloquy. I have won awards for my performances. I've won awards for performances in this dress as well. I don't doubt that at all. Now, V for Vendetta, Beetlejuice, those must be two of your favorite movies. You got it. I, I V for Vendetta, my favorite all-time movie. I, I love it to pieces. And uh, Beetlejuice, I love it to pieces as well. Two of my favorite movies. Um, I also uh, do other cosplays. Like I said, um, I do the Greek goddess Euterpe, who is the muse of music. Okay, so I go and I play my recorder. Um, and what, do you, what songs do you play on the recorder? I have a repertoire right now of 68 songs. <laughs> so I mean, that, you could play for you could play all weekend and not repeat a song. Probably, probably. Slide by. I, I also play piano. I play digital drums. I can teach West African hand percussion. I write poetry. I do ballroom dancing. You name it. I've been performing on and off different ways since I was five years old. I live for this. Feel like she could do everything. Like there's nothing that she can't do. Is that fair to say? There's a lot of stuff in there. There's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Yeah. That she that she does. I'm I'm just trying to absorb all of this. I okay. don't really know what to make. This is fantastic. Okay. Good. Good. I'm glad you're enjoying it. All right. We still have like another minute here. So hold on. That is incredible. Now, last thing is there. Do you have any future uh, costume ideas? Are are you yeah, thinking yeah, about a few? Yeah. The, okay. My newest one. I've actually I do make jewelry as well. So I've been taking some precious metal clay classes, and the cosplay that I've been working on is I am going to do Sid Haythor Unit, 12th Dynasty Princess from ancient Egypt. I already have my precious stones, my carnelian, uh, lapis lazuli, gold-plated stuff. I'm going to make several broad collars. I'm going to make a giant uh, crown, the one that is in the, in the museum over in Cairo. I'm going to try to make a duplicate of that. I have a dress already. I have sandals that I'm going to embellish with uh, semi-precious stones. And I got a, cit a, a, a cistrum, which is an ancient rattle. And uh, you name it. it, 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 it I, like I said, I bring it. You're going to see me, and you'll be like, she walked out a, a page 
fashion history. I. It sounds like quite an endeavor, but based on your other costumes, I have full confidence okay, that you're going to so be able to pull it off. As far as it goes, you know, yeah. I do this because I love it. This is where my money goes, okay? I, I you know, I, I don't, this is what I live for. So right. when I tell you I've spent over $3,000 on this, wow. that means I don't go out to the movies. I don't have cable. I don't do other stuff. I read. This I dance. It. I learn. Yeah. I teach myself things. This is what my life is. Well, that is really powerful. I thank you very much. Thank you so much for interviewing me. What do you think? Wow. I'm just I'm just blown away. Uh, no cable. No nope, cable. Nope, doesn't need it. I no, bring it. it. She fucking brings it. I tell <laughs> you I that. have real daggers. The just... plastic ones, I can twirl. Brings it. Every time. <laughs> just bringing it. Bringing it. I think we might have a new leader in the clubhouse, Rye, because before... I, I think it's safe to say that our guy, our cosplay guy, Tokunishi Takahashi. I think he might have been our guy. I think <laughs> that was our guy. I think yep. for a while, even though we live in Massachusetts right. and it's kind of a Puritan town, probably the best interview we have done in the four cons that we've now been to it was cosplay guy. You're going to have problems, just like everything else, but stay positive and stay strong. I think we have a new leader in the clubhouse, and her name is Lydia what, Dietz. What do you think he would think of Lydia Dietz? I think, I think he'd be all over it. I think they would be. They, I would love to get them in a room together. That's my. Oh, I was just about that's to, my I was goal. Just about to say the same thing. The same exact thing. We need to like get them in studio together and like have them like talk about it. And you and I just sit back with a nice, a couple cold ones. You know what I mean? And just like just sit there and listen to it. This is. This would literally be my goal. Would be to hear this. Tokunishi Takahashi. I was doing Junko Inoshima from Danganronpa. That's my. That's my goal in life, Ryan, is to get those two together <laughs> in studio. We get we get you here. We get Buck here. We we have uh, have some beers and we just we just talk about the history of cosplay. It's just like putting two cats in a bag and shaking it. We'll see what happens. <laughs> so thank you very much to everybody that uh, we interviewed. I think we handed out some cards. So maybe some of you guys are listening to this. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. Uh, thank the Hulk. Thank the Sith Lord and Leia. Uh, the uh, the other gentleman who was all business, Alan Bellman from the Golden Age of Comics. Make sure you check your local listings for his movie. And, right. and Lydia Dietz. <laughs> <laughs> were absolutely tremendous. Now, quickly here, Ryan, we got an email from Joe. He was asking us to rate the cons, and I think it's one of those things where it depends on what you're looking for. You know, if you're super into the autographs or, like, the, the celebrities that are there, that's always going to change, so it depends on who's going. I would say that there are more comic book illustrators and things like that at Boston than there was in Rhode Island. I like the setup of Boston maybe a little bit more. That convention center could really hold it. Like, you could get to an area where people weren't just, like, on top of you. So I might put Boston 1, maybe Rhode Island 2. Comic-Con was fun. I'd probably put that, though, at 3. And then Northeast Comic-Con, like, God bless them, but that was literally at a hollowed-out JCPenney. Well, the other thing, too, is, like, like you said, it depends on what you're looking for. Like, I, if you're going to People Watch, like, Northeast Comic Con, like, that's in the mix. Because that was, like, that was ridiculous. Good point. You know, but I think, like you said, I think Boston was the, if you're in for the whole package, like, Boston, obviously New York and San Diego, those are the ways to go. But uh, for our money, like, that, you, for driving distance of people who are listening to this, you know, yeah. uh, Boston's the money. And then, um, obviously, I didn't go to Rhode Island, so I'm looking forward to checking that out next year. Um, so I'd put Comic Con second and then northeast comic-con and then maybe i'm thinking about maybe trying to see if we can get to pax east is coming up uh in the spring i believe yeah so we gotta get that that's like i'm gonna be like a kid in a candy store yeah you'll lose your mind there so that that might be a lot of fun 
All right, I think that'll do it. Should we get on to the, uh, the pick of the pod? We're going to have to. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. All right, Ryan, would you like to kick or receive? I will kick. All right, so I will receive. My pick of the podcast is... I was doing Junko Inoshima from Danganronpa. No, my, <laughs> <laughs> my pick of the podcast is the Netflix series Mindhunter. I finally watched Mindhunter. Uh, people tweeted it at me a bunch because... They know that I've been a, I, I enjoy learning about serial killers. It's a thing. I, other people, I'm not weird. A lot of, I think a lot of people like that. And Mindhunter is pretty cool. It's like the FBI in the late 70s when they're like first learning about serial killers. So the serial killers that they talk about and interview on the show are real. Like it's a TV show. So it's like a character, yeah. you know, it's like an actor playing the serial killer. But it, that's all real. The FBI agents, I'm not entirely sure if they are real, or I think they might just be more based off of. But the, uh, the characters all check out. It was one season. I think it's 10 episodes on Netflix. I highly recommend it. What do you got? All right, good, because I was going to actually ask you about that. That's something that's been like recommended for me several times on Netflix, and I'm glad you— Give it a, give it a go, yeah. I'll give it a go. Um, as, as always, throughout this month, I'm going to make it a theme. My, my pick of the podcast, obviously, we're halfway through the month now of November— uh, my mustache is going strong. Nice. I will tweet out a picture and a link um, if you guys are into um, raising money for men's health and uh, in all areas of men's health, uh, you know, mental health in terms of you know, testicular prostate cancer and all of those things, obviously. Uh, please do uh, donate if you can. And if not, you know, start your own page, start your own team, and raise awareness for this very worthy charity. Good stuff. You can check out Davey at D on Twitter, Twitch, and other places. You can check us out at Dork Podcast. You can email us, dorkpodcast at gmail.com. Of course, on iTunes, where you can subscribe, rate, and review. Also on represent.com, you can search Dork. We have a T-shirt and a hoodie, both available. I'm looking at some other websites, too, at possibilities of, of making some other stuff, maybe some more comfortable t-shirts but i think the sweatshirts are good the t-shirts aren't bad i we, we both have one they're they're not bad so you can go there for all of that stuff next week ryan will be justice league for good or for bad we're going to break down justice league next week we're doing it we're doing it all right and then the week after that will be the punisher so it's a full dork weekend ahead what a time to be a dork uh so we will talk to you thanks for listening to this and we will talk to you next week uh breaking down justice league